Oh, listen, dear one, I am thrilled to announce I have a brand new private coaching container opening up called Full Immersion Coaching. This is you and me working together privately as I become your mentor and soul guide for an entire year, providing you with the full support you need to grow a massively successful and prosperous heart-led business. To get all the details, DM me on Facebook or Instagram or send an email to allison at allisonscammell.com and say, tell me more about Full Immersion Coaching. I look forward to hearing from you. Hey, dear ones, what's happening this week? I love interviewing people who really teach me something new. That gets me quite excited. You know, we spiritual teachers and spiritual business coaches, I kind of feel like lately, especially, we all are talking about similar things, which is really good because I think it points to the things that really are working and that are really resonating in today's energy. But I think it can start to sound a little redundant. And when things sound redundant, even if there's a new insight that wants to squeak in or there's a deeper layer of understanding to be integrated, our brain can kind of be like, yeah, 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 I've heard this all before. I'm going to go ahead and shut it out, even when there's something good there for you. So that's why I really love to shake it up from time to time and introduce things that are new and different. And today's episode, we're going to be unpacking a topic I've never talked about before on Soul Guide Radio, and that is the power of kundalini in life and business, and this power of movement, the way we move our body and how that gets our energy going. And I had the opportunity to sit down with a real pioneer on this topic who is looking at and talking about kundalini in a whole new and exciting way. And that is the amazing Brianna Rose. So let's go ahead and get right to it. In today's episode, we explore what kundalini is and what it is not, how to infuse this powerful energy into your life and how to use it in your business to attract clients. We'll end on an invitation that will have you moving your body in ways to help you heal and manifest abundance. So be sure to stay with us until the end. Welcome to Soul Guide Radio, a podcast for soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs here to bring about change on a massive level. We'll explore how you can activate your big soul mission, amplify your spiritual gifts, and clear the energy blocks weighing you down so you can gain unstoppable momentum in life and business. I'm Allison Scammell, your host and soul guide. Hello, Soul Guide Circle. That is the name of this global community of soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs. In the Soul Guide Circle, we are pursuing our soul-guided dreams while lifting up humanity. Find a link to join our closed Facebook group at allisonscammell.com or in the show notes. Today's guest is Brianna Rose. Brianna is an industry-leading kundalini business expert. With her 10-plus year experience in successfully building impact-driven businesses, paired with her undying desire to make kundalini mainstream, she was destined to revolutionize the online business and spiritual coaching industry. I am someone who thinks about energy all the time, and Brianna really had me thinking about my energy in new and exciting ways, 
and I'm already integrating some of the insights she shared. So may you receive as much from her wisdom as I did. Please enjoy. Hi, Brianna. Welcome to Soul Guide Radio. Hi, I am so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to talk about this topic. I get a lot of people now pitching me to be on the show. So I think, yay, that's a sign <laughs> that I'm doing something right. And I loved, you You know, you, you came to me and said, hey, I've got a cool topic. And you really caught my eye with this one, Brianna. I was like, this is, and you know, it's funny. It's the first thing I look at. I don't look at bio. I don't look at social followers. I look mm. at topic. Mm. And we're talking about Kundalini energy. (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) That's so cool. So I am an energy, you know, I'm just an energy person. I'm fascinated with it. I can't get enough about it. I don't think there's Mm -hmm. a lot of really, I don't know. I'm like, I'm such a channel that I I get most of my stuff from like non-physical sources. But I I don't think there's a lot of tons and tons of great books out there about energy. There are, there are. Mm. But I think that there's just, as we were talking about before I hit record, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Yes. Yes. And you were saying Kundalini is a place where there's a lot of misinformation. Mm-hmm. And I want you to talk about that and just to share something about, yeah, like I was reading, a, I just, you know, remember reading a book like 10 or 15 years ago when I was kind of on the start of my spiritual discovery. And this guy was so down on Kundalini and said it was just this this dark thing. And I remember having an opposite experience with it at the time that was the opposite of dark. So Mm -hmm. I would love, let's start with what is Kundalini energy. Mm -hmm. And then I'd love you to share some of the misunderstandings that are out there about it. Yes. Oh, I love everything that you just shared because I too think, yes, there's great books out there, but there's nothing like you being your own channel, you being your own guru, you experiencing the learning that you're receiving and seeing how it lands in your body. And so for me, for anyone that's listening, tune in and see how this feels in your body. But to me, Kundalini is an energy that we all have that lives within us. So every single person that's living on this planet has this energy that lives within them. Now, for most people... It lays dormant in your body. If you're a Harry Potter fan, I think of these people as muggles. They're people that just like don't know that they're magical. Whereas other people, they kind of get the call or the pull to start to work with this energy. And so this energy is a divine feminine energy. It's pure feminine energy. If you don't relate to those words, just think of it as creating and birthing energy. And it's said that this energy is the same energy that's created everything that we see in this world, including me and you. That's why it lives within us. And so again, for most people, they have this energy and it's kind of this like energy reserve that they're just walking around with. But for other people, the energy starts to awaken. And so this energy is located, if you're familiar with acupuncture, it's located at the Dantian point. Most people, when you Google Kundalini, it will say, oh, it's located at your root chakra at the base of your spine. And it's near that area, but it's actually located between your navel center and your root chakra. And so if you connect the base of your spine to your navel center, it kind of creates this diagonal line. 
And in the center of that is where the Kundalini nerve lives. And it's said that this energy is coiled three and a half times. So that's why you often see it depicted as a snake. And so this energy is coiled three and a half times. It lives at that Dantian point and through conscious movement. So any conscious intentional movement can actually start to awaken this energy. And so for me, I never really resonated with the term snake. It never felt right when I thought about that. When I tune into it, I actually visualize it as a diamond because just like a diamond, when you put pressure on it, it's going to shine more. And so the Kundalini energy is actually a light energy. It's a light frequency. And when you are doing this conscious movement, this intentional movement, you can start to put pressure on the kundalini energy so she can rise up so that way she can shine more. And so as the light is shining, like anything we see in the world, we illuminate the darkness. And so as this energy is shining up, it's actually ascending through our central spinal column. For those of you that want to understand like the science of it, it's ascending through our central spinal column and then it descends out through our vagus nerve, leaving us with this like full body activation. And while the energy is kind of coursing through our body, it's illuminating our shadowy parts. And so our body's constantly storing information, whether it's good information or bad information. We all have some sort of traumas, whether it's big T trauma or little T trauma that our body's constantly remembering. And so as that energy is ascending up and it's kind of coursing through our body, It's guiding us to those things in our life that need to be healed or that need to be kind of worked on and looked at in order for us to essentially live a more aligned, happier life. Through the metaphysical lens, it's said that this energy, since it is this divine feminine energy, her intention is to rise up through your energy system, rise up through your crown chakra. And it said that at that point is when she's going to meet her divine counterpart, which is Shiva, the divine masculine. So this is actually a balanced approach to awakening your energy. It's not just let's all be in our feminine. It's actually let's be in our feminine. Let's awaken this creating energy and then meet and harmonize the masculine. So that's like a brief overview of what this energy is and how it's kind of working through the body. So I would love Brianna to share with you my experience with this. Tell me. And this was (laughs) like, when was this? 2016. I suppose so for seven years ago, seven, eight years ago. No, no, no. But way before that, sorry. This was nine, 10 years ago. And I was was going through a difficult time in my personal life. Mm. And I went to my first kind of full on spiritual retreat. And it was really spectacular and really magical. And it Mm. healed so much, awakened so much. I felt like I was this onion and just layers and layers of me was getting peeled back when I was in this, I don't want to say rock bottom, that's too strong, but I was in this really difficult point, which is actually a really great time to heal if if you're not in so much stress, you know, that you can. But I was to that point where I I was able to heal, but I was also in a lot of pain. And it was just almost Mm. like this perfect intersection to just get in there and release it all. Yeah. And I believe I left the retreat and I was like vibrating in this enlightened energy. I was kind of like, I feel so amazing. And I remember I was going, I went right then to a family reunion (laughs) 
<laughs> where there was just a lot of beer and just a lot of very like low vibey stuff going on, yes. family dramas, you know, all the things. And I was like, I was almost out of body. I like, I didn't know where my energy was supposed to go. But I believe that I had a Kundalini release while I was there, or something. My intuition yes. just told me it was that, and it was both amazing and it was uncomfortable. I felt, I felt like I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't like release enough. Like my yes. container was releasing so much, I just couldn't. And I remember Googling it mm-hmm. <laughs> as I mm-hmm. didn't know where else to go. Yeah. And some article said to do, what's it called? A dance. But what's it called when you just dance and you don't free flow okay. dance? Like an ecstatic dance? Yeah. It was like, just like dance and let your body yeah. go. And yeah. just like, and it helps to release. And that was literally, that helped. That that helped. Yeah. And it was so extraordinary. Now, do mm. you think that that's what I was having? Obviously, what I mean, what does your intuition say? Because I, I mean, I, obviously there's no way to know, but like, what do you, well, how do you respond to that? Great question. I think first thing first is like what your intuition was telling you is probably the truth, right? So it's like, if you came out of that and you're like, I think this is a Kundalini awakening or activation, trust that over anyone or any Google result. I think that has like the, the highest ranking, but from what you're sharing, it does sound like a Kundalini awakening or release. And I will say for anyone that's listening to it doesn't mean that you'll always have that type of experience that you had. Like a Kundalini awakening can be really powerful and vibrating. Like you're in this like almost like ethereal world. And also it could be like small little shifts every single day. And it's really depending on where you're at and your soul's journey. But it seems like you were in a space where it was safe for you to kind of go through that type of experience in that moment. Yes, for sure. Yeah. That's so cool. And so I would love to know, it's just interesting that we're talking about this now because I set the intention then 10 years Mm. ago to return to Kundalini and like study it more and understand it more. And I never really did because I went on to other things. Yeah. So I'm so happy we're talking about it now. Tell us how it can help us locate our wounds. Mm. Yes. Great question. So The body has its own intelligence. The soul has its own intelligence. And the way that I think of it is the body is the house to the soul. And so if we learn how to move the body and actually speak to the body, we're essentially speaking to the soul. And so the way that we can start to activate this Kundalini energy is through curated movement or conscious movement sequences, which are typically known as Kriyas, which are sequences of poses, posture, mantra, and breath work that you do together in a specific sequence for a specific outcome. And so as we start to move the body in this curated way, the body knows how to self-heal. The body knows how to self-regulate. And the way I think of it as when the Kundalini energy is rising, the visual that I get, at least, it's kind of like those snow globes. You know, when you shake up a snow globe and like all the snow kind of like rises to the top and then it falls, it's kind of like that where you're shaking up your energy system all of the stuff that needs to be released rises to the top. And then whatever is supposed to land and kind of come back to center will come back. Every day as humans, we're sitting on the computer screen. We are driving our cars and we're not, you know, we're not typically in an aligned position where our body can facilitate or work through energy because we're hunched over or we're slouching. I mean, I'm guilty of this too, right? And so when the body's in these like funky positions, the energy gets dislodged. The energy can't rise up. And so we have to 
move our bodies in these really intentional ways to essentially shake up our energy system, shake up, you know, kind of loosen all of those blocks that we have so that we can rise up to the top. And then we can process and heal those things that are rising up to the top. And then when we, you know, complete that, everything can kind of shift the land where it's supposed to through the lens of like the science of Kundalini. Our body, our system has so many, so many beautiful opportunities for us to heal. And so as we're actually working with this energy, as it's shining a light, our body, our fluids have these, has a crystalline structure to it. And so as that light from the energy of Kundalini is shining up, it's like hitting these little crystalline structures, almost like a disco ball. So everything's like lighting up and turning our body on. And that's why for me, when I work with this energy, and this is the way I teach it, there's many different ways to teach this. I'm not saying I'm the guru on Kundalini. This is my experience. But I see it like as you shared at the beginning of this conversation, it's definitely for me, a light frequency. It's a light energy. It's a light fueled experience because you're finding your light. You're activating your light. You're turning yourself on like that bright little flashlight. It's illuminating your entire energy system, but your physical body does have a role in it. And then you're lighting up your physical body. You have this like beautiful, like disco ball light inside of you that is turning yourself on. Where the pain is, where the trauma is, I think for me, the experience has been the body knows where those things are. The soul knows where those things are. We don't have to attach to understanding exactly where they are. I think part of it is like that art of surrender of this is my intention. This is what I want my kundalini energy to do. This is where I want to be. Allow it to do the rest because it knows how to self-heal and self-regulate. We kind of have to step out of the mind with that and let the body do what it knows how to do naturally. Mm-hmm. And so Kundalini yoga obviously yes. can help with this. And I used to practice it for a time. You got me interested in, in returning to it. Mm. And what I find cool about the yoga practice is that it can take a very subtle movement, just like you know your, your arms in the air, right? And holding that yeah. for a period of time. And it creates a lot of resistance, you know, yes. and it's, it creates this like, wow, I'm having this, I'm not like doing anything, but I feel like I'm having this huge workout or this yes. huge, I don't know how you call it. Yeah. So, so how do you then, because the movement is such a key part of this and yes. getting into the right movement, mm-hmm. is it finding the right Kundalini yoga practice? Like what are the, the, the steps for people who are interested in, and in trying this out for their own bodies? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So I would love to just talk about the yoga piece because I think that that's so important. To me, any conscious movement can actually awaken the kundalini energy. Running, walking, stretching, any of that can actually start to awaken the energy. There is a form of yoga called kundalini yoga meditation that was brought here to the West in the late 1960s. That practice to me and my body was very restrictive and dogmatic. There wasn't really any information as to why we were holding our hands up or why you're doing the poses. And for me, when I started practicing it, I was like, well, why? Like, why are we doing it this way? What's happening in my body? And no one really had answers. It was kind of like, be quiet, trust the guru, don't ask questions. And for me, my intuition kind of lit up and was like, ask more questions, find out what's going on. And so for the last 10 years, I've been really studying 
the movement piece of like, why do these postures work? What's actually happening in the body, which led me to creating my own lineage of Kundalini, which is now known as light leader Kundalini. And so essentially what we do and what I kind of created was when we look at the body through actually the lens of Chinese medicine, we start to look at the meridian system. We can take the meridian system and overlay it onto the postures. And from there, we can start to understand what's happening in the body and why these postures are working and what they're doing in the body and also why sometimes they don't work. And the reason why I started to kind of get curious about this was there were some postures that I was doing that made me sick, that made me not feel good. And when I would bring it to a teacher, they would say, I don't know, just keep practicing it. The guru said, this is how you practice it, you know, kind of suck it up and just do it. But again, my intuition was like, no, you're hurting yourself. Like you're not, this isn't the right thing for you. And so that kind of led me down this path of understanding the language of the body, understanding the, the, like the energetic anatomy, because we're not taught that typically in school. And so through that lens, I was able to discern and understand why some of the postures work for people, why they don't work and what's actually happening in the body when we're holding those poses or postures for an extended period of time. When your arms are up like this, right? This is like a common one. If anyone can see me, typically your hands are like this. this is like a very common Kundalini yoga posture. Most people have seen it. You have your arms up there. Typically you're up for about three minutes. For those of you that have never done that, three minutes might seem like nothing to you, but three minutes is a long time to have your it arms is, up like this. Brianna, it is so hard. It is so hard. It's, and I think it's that's so, hard. so cool. I love things that are so simple, but that can be so profound at the same time. And yes. I, that's what I think that is. So yes, it is hard, but it, but it, when you get hard. through it, it feels so darn good. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Agreed. And, and the reason why it feels good is because when you're up like this, you're actually stimulate, stimulating the fire meridian, which is all about our heart center, magnetism, radiance. It's opening us up. But if you're someone that has too much fire, if you have someone that is, does not have enough fire in their energy system, this is going to be tough. And the reason why the kriyas, the postures, why they work is because you are in them for an extended period of time. And so what that's doing is essentially opening up that meridian channel. If you only did this for 10 seconds, you're not going to feel anything. You're doing this for three minutes. You're giving your, your body that time to essentially awaken its own intelligence to open up the meridian system. So that way the energy can flow. Our body has all of these energy highways. And just like on a regular highway, if there's like a car crash, there's a backup that happens, right? And then we're like stopped in your bumper to bumper. In your energy system, if you have a block your energy is going to be like that car crash and it's going to be blocked. And so when we're holding these postures for an extended period of time, we're putting pressure on the meridian systems to open up, to release the block. And that's why within these kriyas, a lot of people say like, I just did 10 years of therapy in three minutes. I'm a huge supporter of therapy. I'm not saying don't do therapy, but the reason why we have such an accelerated feeling of healing or ecstasy is because how, I mean, most people aren't holding their arms up for three minutes, 11 minutes, 62 minutes. They're not giving themselves that experience to self-heal. Like I said at the beginning, the body knows how to heal. We just haven't been taught how to heal it or how to listen to it. And so when we're getting into these postures, we're offering the body the opportunity to release what it's been holding on to for sometimes even decades. Beautiful. I love, I just want to congratulate you. I'm so sick of guru culture. And I'm Same. so sick of, you know, just do it because that's how yes. I learned it. And that's what my guru taught me. 
And I never question my guru, so you shouldn't question me. I mean, it's just this overly masculine leader follower energy that I'm just ready to be done with. And so, Mm. and I know in some of these fields of study, it's pretty rigid. So honoring you for having the courage to say, hey, I'm going to take this practice and I'm going to put a new fresh spin on it or a new angle or add new elements that just make more sense because that's evolution, right? That yes. is evolution. And I just want to honor you for that. Thank you. And I would love to know then, three of my favorite things to talk about are energy, healing, and manifestation. So mm. talk us through how this energy can help us to manifest. Yes. Oh, those are also like three of my favorite topics too. So this <laughs> is perfect. You know, I think for me, the way I I discovered how Kundalini was kind of like your secret weapon to manifestation was when I kind of started to have my spiritual awakening, there was a lot of emphasis at the time of like vision boarding and getting into the energy of it. And I would try to do that. I'm like, it's not working. Like, is there something wrong with me? Because like, I feel like I'm like affirming my way to it. I'm doing all of the mantras. I had like the iPhone reminders and all the things. And I was still exactly, you know, where I was. Things weren't shifting. And so during that time is when I started to play with the Kundalini energy and kind of question it and understand how it's working in the body. And what I started to figure out was if you're working with that fire channel, if you're working with that fire meridian, that's essentially the manifestation meridian. Like it is the magnetism, it's the alchemy, it's the magician energy. And if you learned how to open up those energy channels, you can manifest rather quickly and rapidly. I typically work with entrepreneurs. I'm a Kundalini business coach. And so that type of community and myself included, we love talking about manifestation because we want to manifest our dream business. And so having that business background, what I started to do was pairing the Kundalini postures and Kriyas with business strategy. Because I found that most people... They weren't taking action on the business strategy or they were doing like the manifestation rituals that just like me, things weren't shifting, things weren't working out because our energy is infusing every action. And so we don't have that energetic endurance or that energetic wattage to fuel the action. It's just going to fizzle out. And so we have to treat the energy first and the manifestation can actually move rather quickly. And so... When it comes to Kundalini, when we're opening up those energy channels, we're clearing out really fast. And so the only reason why manifestation isn't going to happen, to me at least, one, it's not meant for you. There's something bigger and greater on the horizon that you don't even know yet. Or two, you don't have the energetic wattage to like attract in the thing that you want. Everything has a vibration to it. So you yourself have to be a vibrational match for the thing that you desire. And so once we're able to kind of clear out those blocks of whatever your body is holding on to, your body and your energy naturally is going to elevate in frequency. And so then you can literally become a vibrational match for the thing that you want or thing that you desire. I myself was kind of my first little guinea pig for this. I was like, I'm going to just be my best test subject and work on my energy and see how this manifest itself in my business. And I started my business. And within one year, I had half a million dollars without any paid advertising, didn't have a huge list and have all these things. And I was like, all right, it's working. And then I started to work with my clients too. And they started to see this rapid fire success. And I will say this isn't, you know, a quick fix. This isn't like a pill that you take and then money lands in your lap tomorrow, but you're going to get there 
far quicker than if you're just trying to affirm your way to it or just trying to get into the energy of it because you yourself need to have the energy to fuel your action steps. At least that's my perspective on it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it it, it really is, in a way, it's a gift. I think when people are trying to manifest and, and tend things into their experience and it's not happening, in a way, it's a gift because there's some reason why it arriving today is not going to give you the joy you're looking for. Totally. I find often when I, in business in particular, have a goal and I want to say sell so many of whatever, and I, I get way below that. Mm-hmm. And I have my initial disappointment and then I kind of feel of into that, release that, right? I realize like, oh, I didn't have the energy for the You know, I only had energy for 10 people, not 25 people, you know, and it it was actually kind of a gift that it didn't happen the way I wanted. So Mm -hmm. it's a nice way to look at it. Like if it's not arriving, yeah, there's probably some wounds. Yes. And for sure, I always say if it's not arriving, there's something, you know, dimming the energy that's asking for your attention. And then. Yeah, it's just, it's that bigger, better thing. You know, it's an access consciousness. They say this or something better. Yes. And if the thing isn't arriving, then probably there's a wound, maybe a tiny one, maybe a little T mm. trauma in there. And mm. there's something better that's wanting to happen at a different date and time. Yes. I so agree. And I've, I've even seen that. And I'm sure you can attest to this too, where things have manifested exactly when they were supposed to, like, I might've wanted it five years ago, but like it happened, like when it's happened, I say to myself, I could have handled that five years ago. Like, it's great that I was trying to manifest it, but like, no way in hell could that have worked for me five years ago. It happened exactly when it's supposed to. Totally. And I'm also a a student of human design Mm. and it's, it's a human design is a great study too, to show us how the parts of our energy that's really designed for waiting and we all have it. Some of us have it more than others. I have loads and loads and loads of waiting in my chart (laughs) on every level. (laughs) And old masculine energy, which is go, go, go now, now, now make it happen yesterday doesn't support that very well. Mm -mm. But when you really get into that flow of how you're meant to create and get into that flow of the, the divine timing, it is so real. It's so relieving, and 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 to me, you know, you, you we hear we hear the word flow a lot, you know, yes. especially people in energy, right? Yes, you're a yoga person, you know all mm-hmm. about flow. Mm-hmm. But I feel like to really feel flow and really like taste what flow feels like for you, because it probably we all experience it differently, right? Yes. I feel like getting in a line to divine timing puts you in a flow like nothing else. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I'm in just the flow of the divine timing things as things are meant to unfold in my manifest reality. I am just okay. here along for the ride to watch it happen. And I'm okay. in creative awe and I'm so okay. grateful for all the things big and small. And that, mm-hmm. I tell you, I, I can't, that's the way that I really taste flow. That's when mm-hmm. I really say to myself, this is flow. And I'm not always there. And I have my days, Brianna, where I'm like, why didn't I get better results? (laughs) Why isn't this thing happening yet? But then I release that, you know, give myself permission to have a little bit of a pity party. And then I Mm. go back to, you know what? 
I wasn't really ready for, you know, that intuition yeah. kicking in saying, wasn't really time yet. And then yeah. you go back to that flow. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love how just like I, I felt you when you were speaking the, those beautiful words. I was like, yeah, that's exactly how you taste it. It's true. You know, it's everything's working out for you and it's okay to be human and have your little pity party because hello, we are humans, but come back, I think is, is the best gift. It's not how, how long we stay on the spiritual path. It's how quickly we can come back to it. And I love how you just described that. Oh my gosh, I'm loving this conversation. So <laughs> if someone is totally new to Kundalini and I've been away from it for 10 years, yeah. how do we get started into some of this cool, cool energy work? Yeah, I think, you know, first thing is find the teacher that makes sense for you. I think really look into, and this is for anything, any mentor you invest in, you know, their values or lifestyle, do they align with you and kind of go from there? I have definitely more of a feminine modernized approach to it that aligns for you. Definitely love to connect, but, you know, do your research on the people that work for you when it comes to practicing today. I definitely have free resources on my channels you could find, but I think, you know, like step one before all of that is connecting to your own Kundalini energy, understanding where that is in your body and what it feels like and what that experience is. So for anyone, you could just sit like literally after this podcast and close your eyes down, connect to where that Kundalini energy lives in your body and visualize the navel center, visualize your root chakra, connect it and start to just pulsate and kind of feel like it's a living, breathing energy and start to feel that Kundalini energy open and expand and then contract with your breath and really start to visualize it, feel it in your body. You can start to move it up your spinal column or talk to and ask it questions. I think when we can connect to our own energy source in that way, the postures, the kriyas, everything else we do is just going to be that much more powerful and magnified because we know where our energy is rather than going directly to a teacher or directly to something and kind of having this disembodied experience connect to yourself first, connect to your energy source, speak to it, and maybe even ask and say like, lead me to the teacher, lead me to the correct book, lead me to the correct experience, and then allow it to unfold from there. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh my gosh, this has been really such a very, very cool conversation. And, mm. you know, I've learned so much new. And I think when all of us were were in it and we're talking to our peers, we, we're kind yeah. of all talking about the same things, just sitting around agreeing with each other, which is fantastic. <laughs> and it's so nice for like new, fresh insights to come in. And I really mm -hmm. felt like you brought that to me. And I know you brought that to our listeners. So Brianna, I would love to invite you to leave our listeners with an invitation. Mm, I think I have two invitations. One is to, you know, I invite you to sit with yourself and sit with your Kundalini energy, just like I shared. I think like that, just try it out and see how it feels. But two, I find that whenever I listen to podcasts like this, I normally get these like intuitive hits and downloads and these creative ideas. And I'm sure everyone that's listening is probably feeling that way too. And so my invitation is take action on those things that are coming through you. They're coming through you for a reason. Don't just like scribble it down or make the note and say later and put it in a parking lot. Take action within the next 24 hours. And whatever the juicy intuitive hit is, even if that's like getting a massage, do it. Or maybe it's launching a new program, do it. I just encourage you and invite you all to take action on whatever came through you during this podcast. 
Love it. Wonderful invitations. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and take those invitations myself. (laughs) I'm very excited. I'm going to play around with my Kundalini energy. I can already feel it. Like I'm already connecting Mm -hmm. it. I can feel it moving. And Brianna, I know there's going to be listeners that are going to want to learn more about you and this amazing work you're doing. How can they find you? Mm. I love hanging out on Instagram. So you can find me at I am Brianna Rose. You can slide into my DMs and say, hello, it's me and not a team member that's managing that. It's really me that's going to respond. And I love connecting with new people. So if you're coming from this podcast, definitely say hi over there. And then I also have a free Facebook group called the Rising Light Sisterhood. And I have over a hundred free trainings inside of there all about Kundalini and manifestation and moving the energy. So if you're just intrigued, definitely join that space. You'll get a warm welcome from me and my team and we'll be able to guide you in the right place for any trainings that you might want to learn about. So cool. So generous. And all of those links will be in the show notes. Brianna, thank you so much for sharing your brilliance today on Soul Guide Radio. Thank you. my dear ones that's all i have for you this week thank you so much for listening and if you're feeling so called we'd be super grateful for a rating and review i'll read your words on the air with gratitude and as always until next time may your soul guide the way are you ready to deepen your connection to your intuitive gifts then it's time for 10 high vibe minutes the ultimate daily mindfulness practice for soul-guided leaders and entrepreneurs. In only 10 minutes per day, you'll keep your energy high vibe and aligned to your highest dreams while transforming your daily practice into a powerful tool to manifest big wealth and abundance. Get free access now on my website, alisonscammell.com or in the show notes.